the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Welcome uh, to our uh, Let Us Reason podcast. This is Al Fadi, and uh, with me here in studio, our dear brother David Wood. And we've been talking about a new video series that we're doing together. It has to do with Islam and atheism. And once again, uh, David, welcome, of course. Uh, The reason why we're doing this is because some stats are telling us now, and at least we looked at a chart in one of those videos. I hope people will be able to go and watch these videos, of course. Uh, showed that there is a large number of especially young Muslims are starting to gravitate away from religion altogether. Mm -hmm. Now, um, can you tell us, I mean, you're a former atheist yourself, and that's why uh, it is uh, really powerful to have you here in studio. But can can we let our, you know, viewers uh, and listeners also know what are some of the reasons that you came across, and I'll add more to that, of course, why they're doing this, why they're leaving Islam? Um. As far I mean, as far, as far as people leaving Islam, um, there have been this has been coming out in the news for probably the last ten years. Uh, even before even before ISIS, there was reports um, from Iraq that the younger generation, the new generation of Muslims who was who were growing up, uh, were disgusted with religion. They didn't want to hear about it. They didn't want to discuss about it. Uh, discuss anything about it. You find the same thing in Iran that there are large numbers of uh, young people. Right. who just have no interest in religion and so on. And so uh, this has been happening for a while. And uh, l- lots of times it's they're just looking at, I mean, think about the religious environment they're, they're raised in, especially, I mean, that was before ISIS. Can you imagine growing up as a young Muslim who's been through, who's experienced ISIS, and you're thinking, this is what this religion, um, this is what this religion produces. Uh, so, you know, we talk about, we talk about, uh, you know, violence in Islam, and we, we talk about these things from, from an outsider's perspective, and we criticize Islam on this basis, but it's, it's, a, it's a simple fact that these things are affecting the Muslim community, and there, right. are, there are lots of people across the Muslim world who are recognizing the impact Islam has on, uh, on, you know, as far as violence, as far as uh, killing, as far as terrorism, as far as the treatment of women, and there are lots of people... Uh, leaving Islam, but one of the things—I mean, one of the things we pointed out—is when they leave Islam, you have some, you have some who they still believe in God, they still believe in you know that Jesus spoke the truth, they still believe that God sent prophets into the world, and so these people tend to become Christians afterwards because they have a lot of the elements um, of Christianity there. But now that they're no longer viewing Christianity through Muhammad's lenses. They're able to say, okay, well, here's what Jesus actually claimed, and I believe Jesus. And so if he said he was going to the cross to die, then, then that's the way it is. And so uh, lots of ex-Muslims become Christians, but there uh, are, as, 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 as you pointed out, large numbers who are just identifying as non-religious, meaning 
they feel like they've just been completely duped by religion. You can imagine the people you trust all your life, your parents, your imams, uh, your teachers, everyone's telling you Islam's true, Islam's true, Islam's true, Islam's true. And then you find out it's a bunch of complete nonsense. And what your reaction would be, it's, well, this is what religion is, right? It's a bunch of stuff that tricks you Mm -hmm. and deceives you and makes you think there's evidence for it when there is none. I'm done with religion. So these are people who just, you know, they become atheists or agnostics. That's right. And, and of course, again, if uh, we'd like to thank uh, our uh, radio listeners right now, this is Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi, and with, we, with me here in studio, actually, in our uh, you know, uh, video studios, our dear brother David Wood, and we are doing a special edition of Let Us Reason where we are uh, doing this live stream as we speak right now on Facebook. The topic that we're talking about has to do with atheism and the fact that some young Muslims are leaving Islam and declaring themselves to be atheists. And, you know, really, we're talking about the irony in doing something like this. We're doing a brand new video series that will have multiple videos in it about this very topic. And that's what David was uh, basically alluding to. I want to encourage also our viewers right now to send us any questions related to this. If you're a Muslim uh, who considers yourself to be an atheist now, or if you know anyone, whether you are a believer here, an unbeliever, uh, someone who is fascinated by the idea of atheism, this is the man, you know, so send us the questions. Okay, brother, so mm-hmm. what else are we going to be talking about, you know, during the, you know, in, in the course of this uh, video series? Well, it's a, the, the, the general idea is you have lots of Muslims who leave Islam because they have moral objections to something that Muhammad did, something that the Quran says, or some sort of impact that, that Islam is having on, on the world. So they object to Muhammad having sex with a nine-year-old girl or taking the wife of his own adopted son, or they'll object to certain things Muhammad uh, you know, taught about women or you know, wife beating or uh, you know, the impact that Islam is currently having on the world, and they'll just say, this is bad, this is bad, this is immoral. I can't follow this, and they'll, they'll leave, and again, some of them become atheists. And so what we're drawing attention to in this series that we're working on is that uh, it's pretty strange. It's pretty strange for Muslims to say, I'm leaving Islam because I'm so sure that Muhammad has done these horrible, immoral things. But then they adopt atheism, which has no real moral foundation for saying that those things are really wrong. That's right. right. And so, uh, yeah, so in, in the series we discuss what, uh, what uh, we, we go through quote, quotes from atheists them, themselves, um, a, atheism's sort of champion um, uh, intellectuals and so on, looking at them, and they acknowledge, they acknowledge what we say. And so it's, it's just strange that in abandoning Islam and becoming an atheist, you then lose, you then lose the foundation for condemning the behavior in Muhammad that caused you to leave Islam. So we're po- we're sort of drawing attention to this that right you know if you if you if you're so if you're so convinced that Muhammad what Muhammad did is objectively wrong meaning it doesn't depend on your feelings or your your views it's just it's really really wrong and atheism can't account for why it's wrong then you shouldn't be converting to atheism. You should be converting to something that that still allows you that that moral foundation. And that's why probably some of them feel like Christianity now following Jesus is is easier because you have some foundation already. It's just a matter of recalibrating, of course, what's going on. And obviously, uh, these quotations that David is uh, referring to came like from the likes of uh, Richard Dawkins, of course. Uh, 
uh, Nye, you know, the, uh, the science guy, and uh, so on and so forth. We even had an argument uh, for the uh, moral argument for the existence of God uh, using Dr. William Lane Craig. And if you want to, of course, um, watch those arguments or those quotations in, in detail, uh, yeah, be uh, watching for the release of this new video series that we initially were calling it Islam and Atheism, but uh, it will be along those lines, and we will make announcements for you about that. If you can give a gist, you know, not necessarily exact quotation word for word, the gist of what both Nye and, um, you know, Richard Dawkins were saying, or if you have it, of course, handy, Yep. Uh, because we want people to be exposed to what we have covered so far. can go ahead and, uh, and pull these up. But um, Richard Dawkins, his view of, of what human beings are, he said, We are machines built by DNA whose purpose is to make more copies of the same DNA. This is exactly what we are for. We are machines for propagating DNA, and the propagation of DNA is a self-sustaining process. It is every living object's sole reason for living. So your only reason for living, according to Richard Dawkins, is to make more copies of DNA. Uh, you're a big fancy machine that is serving this molecule to make more copies um, of itself. So that's what you are, according to uh, Richard Dawkins. Um, it's another- kind of interesting way of putting it together, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, he's correct. That's, that's, what you're, that's what you're here for. That's, that's how it works. Um, another quote from Dawkins. In a universe of blind physical forces and genetic replication, some people are going to get hurt, other people are going to get lucky, and you won't find any rhyme or reason in it, nor any justice. The universe we observe has precisely the properties we should expect if there is, at bottom, no design, no purpose, no evil and no good, nothing but blind, pitiless indifference. There is no good or evil, really. Mm-hmm. In the universe, except for you know what we what we think about these things, and so um, that as far as Bill Nye the Science Guy, Bill Nye the Science Guy was talking about when he sort of realized his place in the universe as a teenager. He said, "I remember thinking, I am just another speck of sand, and the Earth, really, in the cosmic scheme of things, is another speck, and the Sun, an unremarkable star. Nothing special about the Sun. The Sun is another speck." And the galaxy is a speck. I'm a speck on a speck, orbiting a speck, among other specks, among still other specks, in the middle of specklessness. I suck. But with our brains, we can understand our place in the universe, and that does not suck. And so that that last little part there, right, saying, look, I'm I'm completely insignificant in this universe. But, you know, at least I recognize it. And so it's good that that I recognize how much I suck and how insignificant. I am. And, and sort of the reason for pointing this out is, is atheists are really living kind of double lives. That's right. On the one hand, they're saying, yes, according to our worldview, there is no right. There is no wrong. None of this makes any sense. We're completely insignificant. But then they'll turn right around and start condemning God and condemning, uh, you know, Muhammad and condemning Christianity and condemning everything and, uh, you, know, you know, championing women's rights and things like that. None of that makes any sense, given what they're, what they're admitting about their own worldview. Yep. Uh, for the benefit of those who are going to be listening to this in our radio show, just give up, the, you know, the five-minute maybe, um, uh, you know, overall testimony about your past and uh, how do you come here to be an apologist, basically, and then point them to where they can go and watch maybe mm-hmm. the full version of that. Yeah, well, I, uh, I don't remember ever believing in God when I was, uh, when I was growing up. Um, didn't care about it much. Uh, I was probably in my, I don't know if I was like 12 or 13 years old, uh, when I started recognizing that I'm, I'm an atheist, 
In other words, I did start thinking about it and realizing what, what my position was. But, um, yeah, over, over time, I sort of grappled with the, um, the implications of, of atheism, namely that if there, you know, if there is really no God. And what, what, that quote, the, the, the reason I like that quote from, from Bill Nye, the science guy, is that is exactly what I concluded when I was uh, a teenage atheist, that here's this universe and, you know, our galaxy is this tiny little speck and the sun is an even smaller speck and the, our, our planet is an even smaller speck and we're just these little blobs of cells crawling all over it, thinking that what we do is so important when it's completely ridiculous. None of this, none of this really matters. And so uh, there are a couple, you know, y- you can go on, continue living your life according to the rules that people have imposed on you um, or you can say, it's, it's all nonsense, right? All, all this stuff you guys tell me about right and wrong, it's nonsense. It's nonsense foisted upon me, uh, uh, brainwashed into me by society, and I'm not going to follow it. So I basically said I'm not going to follow it. Um, needless to say, ended up in prison, a um, couple of mental hospitals. Uh, but I was in a, I was in a jail, uh, was in a jail cell after a long series of discussions with a, with a Christian and ended up looking a lot more closely at a lot of these issues, design and morality, and uh, especially Jesus' resurrection from the dead, and became a Christian. And after I became a Christian, I still had years to spend in prison, but I I spent them, you know, studying and uh, reading the Bible, studying apologetics and so on, and then uh, got out, went to college. That's where I met Nabil Qureshi. And, uh, yeah, somewhere along the line realized, uh, you know, that I had based a lot of my life on a lot of misinformation. Mm-hmm. And why hadn't I been given this information? Because if I had been given the information, I would have lived a very different life. And so, um, yeah, people, a lot of people become apologists because they want other people to have the information that, that they had to get the hard way. And so, hey, why don't we, why don't we get this information out there so that, so that everyone knows it and it becomes common knowledge? So that's the, that's the kind of short version. If people want the fuller version, uh, you just type why I am a Christian into YouTube. Type why I am a Christian, and uh, my video should pop up. That's excellent. And, of course, I encourage everybody to really watch, uh, you know, his testimony. And, you know, uh, maybe some of you do not know, but the Lord used uh, our dear brother David Wood in the life of our late brother, uh, Nabil Qureshi. And that's uh, that's another powerful, uh, basically, testimony in and of itself. And you can see how God uh, brought an atheist to know him and used a dear brother, uh, who is not with us today, maybe in person, but his work goes on uh, because the Lord is continually uh, being glorified through the work of our dear brother Nabil Qureshi that shows how important it is for us to share the gospel, especially with those that think that they're on the right track, as Muslims do, of course. Uh, dear brother, tell us a little bit about um, maybe some of the uh, projects you're working on, any video projects, any debates, things like that. I've uh, been uh, recording some uh, Christian scholars, uh, historians who deal with the resurrection, uh, putting together a big resurrection series for this com- upcoming Easter. So putting together a 24-part video series. Excellent. We're going to start on uh, April 1st through April 12th, releasing two videos a day, uh, putting together on various topics. So, you know, starting off with the most basic, you know, did Jesus exist? Um, what can we learn about Jesus through history and things like that? Getting to you know, his death and what his death means and then his resurrection and uh, how can we explain away the evidence for the resurrection and things like that, putting all, putting all of that together into uh, one. I wanted one really good resurrection series. So uh, working on that for now. Um, 
We, uh, I have three debates coming up this coming uh, Sunday. It's on, the, it's on the YouTube channel, Modern Day Debate. But I'll be in Austin, Texas this Sunday debating a Christian pastor who challenged me to debate on uh, whether we're allowed to, whether Christians are allowed to uh, criticize other people's views. Uh, his view is that we, could, we should only be preaching the gospel, not telling other people they're wrong about, you know, the, their beliefs and so on. Um, I had to tell him that's a little too easy. <laughs> that's a little too easy for, he's making it a little too easy on me, so why don't we make it, can Christians criticize and mock uh, unbelievers in their beliefs, because there, you know, a lot of a lot of Christians who do think we can criticize positions don't think we can, you know, make fun of them. Or as I obviously like, you know, I, I make fun of Muhammad sometimes. So, um, so I made it a little easier on him, and we're going to be debating uh, debating that. So basically, how I do things is it is it is it biblical? So we're going to be looking at that, and then the following day, I have a debate with Matt Dillahunty, who. Um, a lot of people don't like him, but I, I know I know Christians who, who think he's the the best atheist debater there is, and so we're going to be debating uh, pretty much right right what we're talking kind of what we're talking about right now, but without without Islam. But we're going to be debating the relationship between theism and atheism and and morality. Mm-hmm. So that'll be Monday, and then shortly after that, I'll be starting a, an online debate with uh, the apostate prophet, who actually perfect example of what's going on right now because exactly. the apostate he left prophet, Islam. yeah, yep. the apostate prophet. And uh, super nice guy, super friendly, uh, not hostile towards Christians. So he's not hostile towards religion in general. Um, but uh, but he is he is an atheist. And so uh, it was funny. We were just doing a live stream, and someone uh, someone asked us in the in the chat um, if you could debate anyone, who would it be? And so you'd think that an ex-Muslim would want to debate, you know, uh, some Muslim like Zachary Nike or something like that. But he said William Lane Craig who's a Christian apologist, right? So I was right. thinking, why would he want to debate William Lane Craig? So I asked, well, what, what would you want to debate on? And he said, the moral argument. I said, well, you're sitting in front of a Christian philosopher who's an apologist, <laughs> who you're friends with. Why are you talking about debating him when you, we, could, we could just debate that? So that's kind of how that got, uh, that got started. So I'm yeah, cool. going to be having that debate. And then uh, also, so we'll, we'll, be, we'll be having that debate with the apostate prophet. Notice how similar it is to what we're dealing with here. It's he's... He was a Muslim who became an atheist, who has all kinds of moral objections to Islam, and yet he's an atheist. And so we're going to be investigating the, the foundations of morality. So those things are coming up very soon. And then uh, also in April, we have our first uh, Apologeticon, which is uh, basically which is? a bunch of Christian YouTubers. A bunch of Christian oh, yes. YouTubers are getting together for mm-hmm. an actual... We're getting out of our rooms and out in front of our, our, our cameras and actually going out and having a conference. Where, now, you, it's normal for you and stuff, but uh, some of us, we almost do everything in, you know, in front of a camera and stuff like that. And so we, we came up with the idea of, hey, what, what if we all you know, got off our computers and actually go out and, and held a conference? So uh, it's kind of experimental. If a bunch of people show up, then we'll know. Because a bunch of people might be like, why am I going to go show up when I can just watch you on YouTube? We don't know if that's going to be the response or if they're going to say, oh, cool, now we get to meet them in person. They're going to come uh, out. That's so, the hope. Hopefully yeah. they will uh, take that. Yeah, so I think, that's, uh, I think that's the 24th and 25th uh, in Chicago. So, yeah, be posting more, more details on that. Yeah, thanks for not inviting me, but that's okay. I love you. <laughs> well, 
In our defense, we didn't invite Sam Shamoon either. <laughs> no, but uh, keep us uh, posted on that. Uh, if the experiment works, uh, hopefully uh, we will start thinking maybe about doing it in different places. I'd like to have you guys come also to my backyard. Uh, yeah, no, no, no cool. that, that's that's the idea. We're, yeah. we're tossing it out there one time yeah. as, as experimental. Um, and it was basically, it was the guys who, we were at EPS and we were hanging out. Uh, we were hanging out, and it was uh, EPS has an apologetics conference, and right? Can you explain EPS to? Uh, yeah, that's the yeah. Uh, the Evangelical Philosophical Society, and they right. have the, the annual meetings and so on. And so they they also have an apologetics conference, but it's all like the more you know traditional apologetic speakers, and not like YouTube guys. But everyone who's walking out of the conference is coming up to us, the YouTubers, going, "Oh, I watch all your stuff and stuff." And so I just I just blurted out, I was like, "How long are they, how long are they going to keep ignoring us?" Uh, acting like they're the ones running the conferences when when everyone everyone knows us now because they all watch us online That's and so right. That's yeah right. at some point I just, at some point I just said hey let's all get together and have a conference and everyone agreed so that's kind of the group that ended up um, uh, planning the conference but yeah it's experimental if people actually show up to it we're gonna replicate it right we're gonna keep going we're gonna go from city to city uh, that would having, be cool and I really like uh, your approach I tell you why because I'm a firm believer that also in the academic field as I am now venturing into that it seems like unfortunately there is different classes you know there is people like myself who you know sometimes they feel intimidated by my background or maybe they want to marginalize you and then there are those who likes to be uh, basically super nice and they don't want to venture into the errors and the mistakes and the problems, in this case with Islam, and then you have those in between. So I think more and more of us really need uh, basically to, uh, um, to take a stance and, and find a way to have a platform where there are people out there that would love to hear from us, mm-hmm. and we need to definitely make sure that that platform is available. People like yourself, the other YouTubers, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and the likes, we want to make sure the word gets out there. You know, we're not there to really... Uh, to try to, uh, uh, you know, attack uh, Muslims. We are attacking the teaching. Mm-hmm. We're attacking the foundation of the teaching. We're trying to rescue these Muslims uh, from the bondage of Islam. Of course, if you are watching us right now in, uh, on this Facebook live stream, uh, with me here in studio is Dr. David Wood, and we've been talking about some of the things that we are recording right now, which is, for instance, a video series on atheism and Islam. And uh, he's definitely come from a background of atheism himself. And that's important, uh, an important topic simply because we're hearing and reading also reports about a lot of young Muslims who are gravitating towards atheism. And then, of course, uh, David shared a, a little bit about his testimony, but you can always go and watch that online. Uh, Why I Became a Christian, I believe. That's mm-hmm. the, the title of uh, the video. And finally, uh, he shared a little bit about some of the upcoming projects. Now, if you are... Uh, listening to us on this podcast. Uh, this is Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Alfadi, and this is one of those special editions that we typically do periodically when I am in studio, uh, basically hitting two birds with one stone, doing a Facebook Live, and at the same time doing a Let Us Reason. So we, we're approaching the end of our Let Us Reason, the first at least part, and we, uh, after that, will take probably a minute in between. I'll continue, of course, uh, having dialogue with our Facebook Live people, but then we'll come back again and do a second one. So for all of you who are watching right now, please be sure to think through arguments and to send us uh, basically some of your questions or at least, uh, you know, have a dialogue related to any of these topics that we uh, mentioned already, especially the debate topics that David 
was sharing. So, again, for those of you who are uh, listening to us on Let Us Reason, thank you so much for your partnership with us. You can always go back to our website, uh, which is CIRA International. That's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. Go to the section that we call Let Us Reason, and you can listen not just to this one, but all of our previously archived uh, recorded and archived uh, shows. We have over five years worth of material already. And uh, hopefully you can benefit from that and share it with others as well. We address a lot of topics. I have a lot of wonderful guest speakers like my brother here, David Wood, and I have others as well in there. And the purpose behind it, of course, is to deal with the uh, you know current issues related to Islam, apologetics, politics, so on and so forth. Now, with that in mind, I want to thank you, of course, for tuning in. We encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Sira International. And, of course, if the Lord puts it in your heart to become a Patreon uh, patron, subscribe to Patreon. And uh, we pray that the Lord will put in your heart to give as little as $1 if you want, as much as the Lord put in your heart. The whole idea is that we try to find platforms to raise funding to stay on the air and do things like this, these high-quality videos and also the podcast. Again, for those of you who are with us from Let Us Reason, thank you so much. God bless you. And hopefully we meet you again next week as we continue this dialogue with Dr. David Wood on Islam and atheism, among many other topics. Thank you and God bless.